0: not all pastors not all e but many when the people come to church on Sunday they feel some type of way because they don't like the way we're being treated down here And they come to church on Sunday, tomorrow morning wanting to make change they want the pastor to organize and let's stand up, and let's march, let's protest let's be heard uh uh-uh. uh this is God's will and the Lord is only testing yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything will get better as soon as you redevote yourself to Christ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The problem is you ain't been a good Muslim or a good Christian, and that's why blacks have a little rock and struggle. Yeah. Yeah. But you listen to Umar Johnson Christ. Yeah. I'm the shepherd here. Yeah. And I would not lead y'all room. So I'm telling By the time Sunday is over, yeah, yeah. your ass is hypnotized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you go home and you catch another week of hell, and you go back to see church, right. it's like Novocaine. Yeah. Come on, It's like a drum. When you start feeling bad, you get a cigarette, you get a stick of joint. You start feeling bad, get you about alcohol, go shopping, buy a new pocketbook. You do something to get you over. Go eat. Okay. It's a form of self-medication, all right. but like all drugs, it don't change your circumstances. Come on, come on, come on! Come on, come on. And that's my problem with the black church and the mosque. Y'all don't change circumstances; you simply try to change the way we see.
1: To understand this, you have to go back to what young brother here referred to as the house Negro and the field Negro back during slavery. There was two kinds of slaves. There was the house Negro and the field Negro. The house Negro, they lived in the house with master. They dressed pretty good. They ate good, because they ate his food, what he left. (laughs) They lived in the attic or the basement, but still they lived near their master. And they loved their master more than the master loved himself. They They would give their life to save their master's house quicker than the master would. The house negro, if the master said, we got a good house here, the house negro said, yeah, we got a good house here. (laughs) Whenever the master said we, he said we. That's how you can tell a house negro. (laughs) If If the master's house caught on fire, the house negro would fight harder to put the blaze out than the master would. If the master got sick, the house Negro would say, what's the matter, boss? We think, we thick." <laughs> he identified himself with his master more than his master identified with himself. And if you came to the house Negro and said, let's run away, let's escape, let's separate, that house Negro would look at you and say, man, you crazy. What you mean separate? Where is there a better house than this? Where can I wear better clothes than this? Where can I eat better food than this? That was that house negro. In those days he was called a house nigger. And that's what we call him today because we still got some house niggers running around here. This modern house Negro loves his master. He wants to live near him. He'll pay three times as much as the house is worth just to live near his master. And then brag about, I'm the only Negro out here.
2: (laughs) I'm the only one on my job. I'm the only one in this school, you nothing but a house negro. And if someone come to you right now and say, let's separate, you say the same thing that the house negro said on the plantation. What you mean separate? From America? This good white man? Where you gonna get a better job than you get here? I mean, this is what you say. I I ain't left nothing in Africa, that's what you say, why you left your mind in Africa. (laughs) On that same plantation, there was the field Negro. The field Negro, those were the masses. There was always more Negroes in the field, Then there was Negroes in the house. The Negro in the field caught hell. He ate leftovers. In the house, they ate high up on the hog. The Negro in the field didn't get nothing but what was left of the insides of the hog. They call them chitlins nowadays. In those days, they call them what they were, guts. That's what you were, a gut eater. <laughs> and some of you are all still gut eaters. <laughs> the field Negro was beaten from morning till night. He lived in a shack, in a hut. He wore cast-off clothes. And he hated his master. I say he hated his master. He was intelligent. That house Negro loved his master. But that field Negro, remember, they were in the majority. And they hated the master. When the house caught on fire, he didn't try and put it out. That field Negro prayed for a wind. For a breeze. When the master got sick, the field Negro prayed that he died. (laughs) If someone come to the field Negro and said, let's separate, let's run, he didn't say, where are we going? He said, any place is better than (laughs) here. You got field Negroes in America today. I'm a field Negro. The masses are the field Negroes. When they see this man's house on fire, you don't hear these little Negroes talking about, our government is in trouble. They say, the government is in trouble. Imagine a Negro, our government, I even heard one say, our astronauts. (laughs) They won't even let him near the plant. And our astronauts, our Navy, that's a Negro that's out of his mind. That's a Negro that's out of his mind. Just as the slave master in that day used Tom, the house Negro, to keep the field Negroes in check. The same old slave master today has Negroes, who are nothing but modern Uncle Toms, 20th century Uncle Toms, to keep you and me in check, keep us under control, keep us passive and peaceful and non-violent. That's Tom making you nonviolent. It's like when you go to the dentist and the man is going to take your tooth. You're going to fight him when he starts pulling. So they squirt some stuff in your jaw called Novocaine to make you think they're not doing anything to you. So you sit there and, of course, you got all that Novocaine in your jaw. You suffer Peace. Suffer peacefully. The white man do the same thing to you in the street. When he gonna want to put knots on your head and take advantage of you and don't have to be afraid of your fighting back. To keep you from fighting back, he get these old religious Uncle Toms to teach you and me. They're just like Nova King, suffer peacefully. Don't stop suffering, just suffer peacefully. As Reverend Cleve pointed out, let your blood flow in the street. This is a shame. You know, he's the Christian preacher. If it's a shame to him, you know what it is to me. for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and a head for a head and a light for a light that's a good religion and then anybody no one resents that kind of religion being taught but a wolf who intends to make you his meal this is the way it is with the white man in america he's a wolf and you a sheep anytime a shepherd a pastor teach you and me not to run from the white man and at the same time teachers don't fight the white man he's a traitor to you and me don't lay down our life all by itself no preserve the life it's the best thing you got and if you got to give it up let it be even steeper took Tom and dressed him well and fed him well and even gave him a little education a liberal education gave him a long coat and a top hat and made all the other slaves look up to him then he used Tom to control them. the same strategy that was used in those days is used today by the same white he take a Negro a so-called Negro and make him prominent Build him up, publicize him, take him a celebrity, and then he becomes a spokesman for Negro and a Negro leader. <laughs>
3: is a leadership that will enslave. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave. They gave leadership to our poor parents, and that leadership made them slaves. Uh, 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 but we have decided to find a leadership of our own to make ourselves free men. Uh, 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 our great counter by our colleges, and universities have thrown away the blessed record. Babylon did it. Assyria did it. France under Napoleon did it. Germany under Prince von Bismarck did it, England under, America under George Washington did it, Africa with 400 million black people can do it, if you cannot do it, if you are not prepared to do it, then you will die, you raise the cowards, you raise the imbeciles. fields, you raise the good for nothing, if you cannot do what other men have done, what other nations have done, what other races have done, then you have to uh, die, can we do it we can do it we 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 shall do it we have to God for vision and for leadership and he has given us our universal vision a vision that will not limit our possibilities to America a vision that will not limit our possibilities to the West Indies, but a vision that says it must be a free and redeemed Africa. Christ the crucified, Christ the despised. We appeal to you for help for suck up a leadership when you endeavor to carry your burden of the heights of Calvary. When white men scorned you, when white men scorned you, when white men spat upon you. When white men tear, your side out of which of water goes sport, it was a black man in the name of Simon the Syrian, who took your cross and bore it of the height of Calvary. And now that we are bearing our burden of being so heavy, we just ask that you just help us all of die. Oh yes, the cause is grand, the cause is glory. Surely we shall not turn back. Oh, stay on, stay almighty stay long. Oh, mighty ship of state, stay, stay, long. stay long until the flag of the red, the black and the green is up on the hills of their Africa. Because the time has come, for a black man to forget his hero worship of other races and to create and emulate heroes of his own. We must canonize our own saints, create our own martyrs, and elevate the positions of fame and honor black men and women who have made a distinct contribution to our racial history. Sojourner Truth is worthy of a place of sainthood alongside a John of Arc. Christmas Addicts and George William Garden are entitled to the halo of martyrdom with no less glory than the martyrs of any other race. Who shall it towards brilliancy, of a soldier or a statesman, outshand out of any other people Hence he's entitled to the highest place as a hero among men Cause Africa created millions and countless millions of black men and women in war and peace Whose luster and bravery outshand out of any other people So why not see good and perfection in ourselves? We must inspire our literature and promulgate a doctrine of our own without any apologies to the powers that be. That right is ours and God. Let sentiments and cross opinions go to the winds. We are entitled to our own opinions and are not obligated to are by the opinions of others. If others laugh at you, return the laughter to them. If they limit you, return the compliment with equal force. Because they have no more right to dishonor, discredit you in manhood than you have in dealing with them. Honor them when they honor you. Disrespect and disregard them when they violate treat you. Their arrogance is but skin deep. An assumption that has no foundation in morals or in law. They have sprung from the same family tree of obscurity as we have. Their history is as rude in its primitiveness as ours. Their ancestors were running wild, and living in trees and branches like monkeys, as ours. They made human sacrifices, ate the flesh of their own dead, and wild meat from beasts for centuries, even as they have accused us of doing. Their cannibalism is more prolonged than ours. When we were embracing the, the banks of the, uh, the Nile, they were still drinking blood out of the skulls of the skull so they conquered dead. After our civilization had reached the noonday of progress, they were still living in holes with bats, rats, and other insects and animals. After we had already unfathomed the mystery of the stars and reduced the heavenly constellations to minute and regular catalogs, they were still backwards men living in ignorance and in place of darkness. The world is indebted to us for the benefits of civilization. They stole our arts and sciences from Africa. Then why should we be ashamed of ourselves? Their modern improvement To be be reflected and resurrected by our generation and our posterity. Why should we be discouraged if somebody laughs at us today? Who is to tell what tomorrow will bring forth? Did he not laugh at Christ, Moses, Muhammad? Was there another in cottage, Greece and Rome? So we see and have changes every day. So pray, walk, be steadfast, and be not dismayed. Because of the Jew is held together by his religion. The white race is by the assumption and the unwritten law of superiority the mongolian by the precious tire blood likewise the black man must unite in one grand racial hierarchy <laughs> our union must know no crime no nationality but let us all hold together in every country in every crime making a racial empire upon which the sun shall never set <laughs>
1: Thank you.